And uh, right now, we're going to turn over to the phones, and uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Richard Anderson joins us, the co-founder of Iron Fish Distillery. Some of you may know about Mad Angler Whiskey. <laughs> for those of you who don't, and for the rest of us to just, uh, Richard, give us, first of all, welcome to the show. And Hey, thank you. And second of all, just start at the beginning for people who've never heard of the Ironfish Distillery or Mad Angler Whiskey. Give us the basic premise of what you guys are all about. Well, you know, about uh, seven years ago, uh, uh, our family uh, returned an abandoned farm, uh, about a 120-acre farm. It was, uh, you know, like a lot of Michigan farms that you drive by where it's been abandoned and you kind of wonder what the story was. Yeah, well, yeah there's always a... Bro- Broken down windmill yeah. or something, or a <laughs> tractor rusting away. Beams falling in in the barn and the farmhouse abandoned. Yeah. And so my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were driving by this abandoned farm for many years on their way to their cabin at uh, uh, by the Betsy River. Uh, and uh, it, 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 it finally the nieces who inherited it uh, put it up for sale, and my brother-in-law bought it. Uh, he he really wanted to. Uh, drive a tractor around on a weekend but then uh, <laughs> uh one thing one unrelated decision uh based uh, after another kind of came together my wife sent uh, uh we celebrated a big birthday my wife sent uh, me and my brother-in-law to a uh, uh to scotland to tour distilleries and you know when you go to scotland without your wives who are sisters uh <laughs> and you tour a bunch of distilleries um, who knows and, what could happen <laughs> I know, and you and you come across an abandoned farm, or rather, a a farm distillery that was over a hundred years old. I turned to my brother-in-law and I said, "David, this is what we should do with our retirement. We should turn your abandoned farm into a, a farm distillery." Well, that was seven years ago. He wow. said that. He said that was an that's an amazing idea. We actually came back and did it, and uh, for six years we've been waiting to release Mad Angler whiskey. So we grew this grain in twenty. 15, 2016. And when people come to Ironfish, uh, they're really seeing on, uh, they're really seeing uh, the full uh, effort of creating craft spirit from growing the grain all the way to uh, aging the whiskey to, uh, to tasting it. And, uh, and so we've now attracted over 125,000 people annually to Ironfish and we could not be more excited about the release of a whiskey, which we kind of like in a winery. We call it an estate whiskey. Nice. Uh, it is it is made from grain uh, on our property, and it was uh, it's five years old, and and uh, and we decided to name it Mad Angler. Um, okay, so I have a question for you. I am not a whiskey drinker. I do have friends who drink it, and you know they kind of you know drink it at the end of the day to kind of wind down. I think what I don't understand, and maybe this is just because I'm naive, I don't understand the difference between bourbon whiskey and rye whiskey. Well, you know, Mad Angler has both, and they are different. Uh, so whiskey is the overarching category, and then there are different there are different uh, really uh, requirements uh, for each. Uh, bourbon is the quintessential American whiskey. It's defined as having at least 51% corn. Oh, okay. Uh, it it must be aged in a new American oak barrel, uh, and uh, it must be proofed in, in the bottle at least 80 proof. It can be made anywhere in the United States, not just Kentucky. 
as long as it meets those specifications. Uh, and then uh, rye whiskey must be at least 51% rye. Now, the difference, you know, you know, if you have rye toast in the morning or wheat mm-hmm. toast in the morning, you know, wheat toast is sure. creamy and nutty, rye is spicy. Well, and this, it's the same way in, in, in whiskeys. And ah. so, yeah. um, so a rye whiskey would be favored for those who like a little more spice. Uh, bourbon would like our favorite with folks that like a little more sweetness and creaminess. Right. Well, it's it's interesting. I, I think uh, when you if you get out of the mindset of drinking whiskey to get hammered. Right. Like okay. I did in college. Yeah. Like many people, <laughs> many of us did that. Now you're talking about and what Richard said. I, I love the term uh, craft spirits, just like craft beer. Now you're talking about people who, just like with fine wine, will say, ah, I can taste the rye. Or, yeah. or uh, like boy, this, this is, there's Michigan soil, you know, notes in here, that kind of thing. And also the idea, and correct me if I'm wrong, Richard, uh, these whiskeys, these are sipping whiskeys. Well, you know, they are, they are, they are crafted, I think, my, my feeling is that the uh, Michigan craft uh, spirit scene is demonstrating that you do not have to go global uh, to get quality. You can get local. And right. in fact, actually, if you do pivot to local and you find a craft spirit that you really, really enjoy, and you do a little research and make sure that they're they're actually making from grain from Michigan. I'm what looking... is the real backstory here is that there's two and a half pounds of grain per bottle. Mm. It's about four to 600 bottles per acre. So if you take a, if you really think about the impact, well, you know, what I always say to folks here and in, in visit the distillery is, that, you know, where craft spirit or craft beer was 15, 18 years ago, you know, right. it was about, you know, it was really just starting to come and now it's everywhere. If that happens to craft spirits in Michigan, there won't be enough farmland throughout the state to actually support the growth of that industry wow. uh, for the kind of grain that we're looking for. So there's a very exciting synergy between uh, the craft spirit industry and Michigan's agricultural community. Also, you guys do a lot of work with nonprofits, right? Well, we really think of Iron Fish as a platform for connecting to community. Uh, we, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, and, and, and with our friends, we always say that whiskey tastes better with a higher purpose. And so we uh, are always looking to connect. Uh, you know, rural rural places across the state are looking, are, are really require and need uh, profitable, uh, healthy companies to provide, uh, uh, you know, family sustaining jobs, an innovative product. Uh, creating create, creating a, a craft that actually is is pursued and of interest in in, um, in 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 the state, but also out of state. And so, Ironfish is kind of a uh, is a, a platform for connecting to community causes. Um, we have our you know I think people ultimately purchase products based on their values, right? So when our company focuses uh, not only on the craft of the spirit, but also the health of the community as much as we can as a small business, um, you know, there's probably no greater purpose for, for being in business. Well, Richard, thank you so much for the education today. We really, yeah, we'd we really a lot. appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And, and uh, we look forward to uh, 
um, having you guys up and visiting. Yeah, it sounds like a great destination, you know, kind of trip for the weekend and uh, get together with some friends. Congratulations on your success. It's a great story, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you guys very soon. And, and congratulations on this big launch. It's a very cool thing for you, and it sounds like you put a lot of heart into it. So thanks for sharing it with us here on News Talk 760 WJR.